It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours, like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply. We are back and we are live. It is Fight IQ presented by Rotowire here for UFC 270, where we will once again crown the baddest man on the planet. The reigning champion is the underdog, Francis Ngannou, taking on the challenger who is the favorite, Cyril Gan. We'll talk about that fight later. We'll also have a trilogy fight. Brandon, the baby assassin Moreno, he's the flyweight champion, taking on the former champion, Davison Figueredo. Uh, they are Moreno's 1-1. They've drawn one. going to run it back for a third time. Uh, we had 13 fights on this card. We're now down to 11. I'll break the news at the top. Rodolfo Vieira and Wellington Terman. Fight is off. Vieira undisclosed medical issues. Joe will say it's a you know, rampant case of vagitis. Um, and then we have Aliyah Taporia and Charles Jordan is off. Taporia weight cutting issues. And he just seems like that type of guy who's going to have that issue his whole career but those two fights are off there will be no late replacements 11 fight card ufc 270 here on fight iq i'm your host daily fantasy sniper with me as always the normal crew is back the regulars the co-host the analyst the important guys i'm just here for some comic relief and to drink my coffees it is chris olsen you can find him on twitter at real chris olsen joe better known in the mma community as sun Tzu at sun Tzu. guys been a little while happy new year hope all is well what's going on as they say in Thailand, Suksun Wan Pimai, Happy New Year in Thai. Wearing my Kamikaze Overdrive hat today. Uh, shout out to Scott Johnson, one of the original OGs. He has since retired. Um, helped me take down a, a GPP where I got to meet uh, Mr. Frank Mayer. Um, Look, uh, I have been looking forward to this card, but I am, I've got a bone to pick with DraftKings. I am very upset <laughs> over the contacts, uh, over the contest sizings of this slate which uh, have, have got me very down. I killed myself playing NBA to win entries into the 555 so I could max it out. And lo and behold, it's a mere 20K on top. So yes, I'll be happy to win it, but I would much rather have 50. I'll turn it over to you, Chris. Yeah, I um, I just wanted to uh, redirect uh, to this card a little bit. I made my little joke on Twitter that this was actually UFC 270, Dana White's Contender Series. Uh, we have uh, quite a few contender series fighters and, and, and even some others who are not contender series fighters, but they viewers all the same. Uh, I know fighters fell out, but um, it, it, it's seeming more and more, and maybe I'm just slow to wake up to this, like that the primary function of the contender series now is just to have bodies on call for, uh, for when fighters fall out. I mean, we've seen, we've seen these fights now and then, I think Brett Apley made this point uh, well last week that that these fighters are that we hyped them up uh, with these um, gaudy records are not uh, not quite all they're made up to be. But I'll, I'll stop bitching now because we do have two excellent fights at the top, the two title fights. Um, one of the best fights, um, one of the most exciting fights I think you can make in MMA right now, which is Ngannou Gan. Uh, incredibly psyched for that. Uh, we're here uh, for all of it, and I'm ready to get going. So let's break we it have, down. We have a sneaky, you know, before you, I mean, people, uh, 
top to bottom, this card is relatively weak. Let's, let's uh, we'll be honest. The two great fights, and then it's a bunch of eh, fights. I think there is one sleeper, really good fight in this card. Anybody got a guess who I you know fight I'm looking forward to? That's not the main or co-main. Kay Hansen, because you like her only fans page. <laughs> no, but not a bad guess. Chris, any idea? Uh, you want to upsell here? There's one I think really solid fight on. Of here. course, it's Frivola Valdez. Come on. Nope. Nope. I well, I honestly I honestly don't know what you're referring to. Which I I really I really like Cody Stamen Saeed Nurmagomedov. Okay, I like yeah, that, that, fight. that. That would be the I, one. I I like that fight a lot. I yeah. think Stamen is perpetually underrated in this division, and I'm interested in in Saeed his striking. He's no showed a couple of times. But I think it's a solid fight. I I do think it's a good fight, and it's weird they have it in the the no man's land placement on on, on the pay per view. That second fight is like the trash spot of the pay per view card. It's in the worst spot. <laughs> like it's 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 weird. Anyway, we will break down this the this card for DFS. Before we do that, make sure you go to rotowire.com/free for a ten day free trial to all their premium content. No credit card required. MMA, NFL, NBA, all the good stuff. Optimizers, tools, season-long, daily. You need it. They got it. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast, Rotowire MMA, on YouTube or iTunes. Got to kick all the other sports asses. I said it. I don't care if you, you know what you think about it, editor. We're the best team. Anyway, let's move on and talk about some fights. We're going to start off with K, only fans Hansen at 80. Can you imagine Bruce Buffer saying that? Make me happy. At 8,800 taking on, this name has been giving me tons of problem. Jasmine, ja, Jazudavicious. Jazudavicious. We're just going to call Jasmine the rest of the way, and it's weird that I can't say that name because I'm picking her to win this fight. It's not a confident pick really at all. I just... I've seen Kay Hansen beat. I don't think she's anything really special. I think it's a typical low-level women's MMA fight. There's not a ton of dogs I'm willing to jump into the sack with. Yes, I said that on purpose. Um, and Jasmine is one that I'm willing to risk a, some lineups on because she opens up the salary you need to get some of the heavy hitters because there is some some big upside up at the top. So um, I think even if you're not picking Kay, I think you have to agree Jasmine's the better DraftKings play in terms of potential to be on the optimal. So uh, give me Jasmine. Joe, I mean, I can't not start with you here. You're up. Well, I'm so happy that you already have had the opportunity to use the word perpetually because um, it certainly doesn't apply to this fight. Look, <laughs> Kay Hansen is young. She's what? She's 22 years old. Yeah, she's gone the, um, you know, only fans route. But, <laughs> As they uh, say, young, dumb, and full of, yeah, potential. I know. I get right. her. This is, this is PG-13 anyway. What? She's full of potential. Um, you guys are dirty. Get your minds out of the gutter. Yeah, full Christ. of potential. Okay. Well, you know, <laughs> one other thing that's worth noting, okay, this is, um, you know, she's stepping up to take this at flyweight. Her last two fights were at 115. She lost a fairly controversial decision to Corey McKenna. I was on McKenna, but even I was nervous uh, when they read that decision. It, it it keyed a big parlay for me. Um, She she beat Jin Yoon Frey. Um, with a triangle armbar in the third round. Look, she's got some mat skills, um, you know, coming into the strawweight fight. She is facing um, a much bigger opponent in uh, Yasmin, a Canadian fighter. Um, she's five foot seven, um, but she's also, look, she's 32 years old and, you know, she has not had a lot of fights. I mean, she's only been fighting professionally since 2019 and she lost a split decision. 
to Elise Reed. That is not a ringing endorsement for support. Um, I uh, I have to go with, with Hanson here. I think she wins the fight. I think she's better everywhere. Um, a lot of times people get hung up on size and reach advantages and don't look at the size matters, underlying no. skills. Size matters. Under, under, well, yeah, in some instances it does. Um, in under, don't look at the underlying skills. I mean, let me let me see if you guys remember a fighter by the name of Holly Holm and a fighter by the name of Megan Anderson. They saw how Holly Holm looked next to Megan Anderson at weigh-ins, and all the money came in on Megan. What no one realized is that Megan could not defend a takedown, nor could she get up. Um, Holly dominated that fight. Look, I think Kay is going to win a pretty decisive decision here, maybe get a late finish. They're still, even with two fights having fallen out, there's still too much at the upper end of the DraftKings salary spectrum to fully endorse Hanson as a play. I will have a couple of shares of the dog here, but do you really think the UFC wants to get behind a 32-year-old fighter who's been fighting for two years? Um, you know, Hanson is is more marketable. Um, I don't know how Dana feels about, about the OnlyFans page, but I'll take Hanson here to win either a decisive decision or to get a late finish. Chris? Yeah, I agree with Joe. I, I, I think there could be some you sneaky kiss ass. Just because, just because uh, uh, J- Jazz, I, I like that, by the way. I'm sticking with it. Just because Jazz is, you know, she strikes me very much as uh, Joe mentioned her size. And I think that's probably just how she succeeded on the regional scene, just by uh, using her size and, and getting fighters down. I mean, I think one of the themes uh, – with the contender series fighters here is none of them looked all that good in their contender series fights, even, even the ones who won. And, and uh, jazz really just sort of muscled her opponent to the ground a couple times. I don't think Kay Hansen is going to have a problem uh, with the size or strength disparity here. I think she's a good wrestler. And I think if she can get some rinse and repeat, she can have, uh, have some sneaky upside. I, I wouldn't put too much into it, but I think it's something to look out for uh, with the wrestling. The other thing I would say is just a footnote on the Corey McKenna. I think uh, a controversial split decision is being charitable. I, I thought that was a terrible decision. I couldn't believe. I mean, at, at least give her, give us a split, and then we can say, well, somebody had the right idea. But the unanimous decision just blows me away there. I think I think her boxing is just sort of, you know, it accomplishes what it needs to do. She wants to get in the pocket and take you down. I think, like I said, the rinse and repeat angle is there. The submission, as Joe said, she slick off of her back uh, and on the ground. And, uh, yeah, I think I think she can uh, maybe surprise a little bit. And, you know, you always want to have the first fight just in case uh, it flops you dead. So I'm going with I'm going with uh, Kay Hansen here. And uh, I'll have a little bit more than the field, but I'm not going to go crazy. All right, next fight up. We have Vanessa Demopoulos, 8,300 taken on Silvana Gomez Juarez at 7,900. Line on this fight, Demopoulos minus 140. Silvana Gomez Juarez plus 120. Um, pretty classic striker versus grappler. We, we were chatting about this one before we went live, and I was saying, hey, I kind of like Demopoulos here. I think for me, I think she's the sneaky mid-range, mid-range play because she can get takedowns, and you know, I always kind of block towards that. I won't give away people's picks, but I was, you know, reminded, yeah, but she could get pieced up on the feet. Yeah, either way, but I think of the two more likely to end up on the op- optimal, and I, I I, always just go towards the grappler. It is my knee-jerk reaction. So I'm on Vanessa Demopoulos. Again, it's 
these first two fights are rough in terms of high quality MMA. They're 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 all right fights, but high variance is my point too. Not just to trash on it. Those type of fights typically have high variance. So give me Demo Pulos, Chris. You're starting off. Yeah, uh, give me Demo Pulos here too. Um, Silvana backs up too much. She's going to cede way too much ground. She's going to play right into the hands of the grappler here. Uh, her first fight, uh, her fight against Cadenas, which is a step up in competition for her. She gets subbed almost instantly. She scores a grand total of one point, uh, one DraftKings point in that fight. Um, yeah, I, I don't, I don't like her very much at all. I mean, the idea that that she can piece somebody up. You have to consider that uh, uh, I think Demopoulos can walk through those shots. Uh, she's done it before. We've seen her do that on the regional scene. I, I think she she can take a, she can take a punch. And um, like I said, uh, Silvana just going to give her a lot of opportunities to get those takedowns. So I like the rinse and repeat angle here as well, more so here than I did in the first fight. And uh, I'm taking Demopoulos. Joe. Uh, hmm. Yeah, uh, I'm going to go with uh, Gomez here. I think she ran into a buzzsaw last fight out in, um, you know, Lupe. Um, Lupe just kind of schooled her by locking her up and taking her down. I think uh, Juarez uh, is a much better striker. I think she'll be able to kind of impose her will here. Um, We got a six and four fighter here in um, Demopolis who... His last two fights were grappling matches, of which she, um, what, didn't even win. Um, so with that said, look, I'm not super high on this fight. I don't expect to have a lot of it, but I've got to, I've got to lean towards, I've got to lean towards uh, Gomez Juarez in this fight. Um, you know, when you're, you're coming you off, have to. Well, yeah. yeah. Well, when you're coming off an armbar loss to someone named Fatima Klein. Um, yeah, I do. I really do. Um, so, and again, she lost to JJ Aldridge. Um, she also lost to Lupita, uh, Godinez and, and Corey McKenna, um, you know, in the contender series. I'm not sure. I mean, she's not super hard on the eyes, but she's no Misha Tate. So I'm not sure how she's hung around so long in the UFC. Um, but I'm guessing this is a fight for pink slips. Um, so I will take uh, either fighter or both. Um, I'm going to take Gomez Juarez here and just kind of like, you know, if I need to get anything done, maybe build lineups for, um, you know, the, the late slate, I'll do that during this fight. I don't expect it to be overly exciting, but uh, give me Gomez Juarez. Can you imagine if the UFC ran an event, like, you know, how they used to call it UFC 22, you know, grudge match, whatever, whatever it was, it'd be a terrible card, but I'd be endlessly entertained if they did UFC 275 slips and every fight somebody got cut. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, at least, you know, uh, uh, angles might be fun. Gimmicks might be fun. You, I mean, why not? I mean, I, I know why not, but but it, so w- what would main event slips? I don't know what it would be, but <laughs> put some thought U- to U- it. UFC, UFC 279, steroids only. I'm here for it. Oh, Let's God. do it. Let's do it. You know, then we can finally get Gab- Gabby Garcia in the UFC. Yeah. Anyway, um, Matt Frivola, 8,700, taking on Gerano, no, Gennaro. I knew, I knew I transposed the N and the R. Gennaro Valdez at 7,500 line in this fight. Frivola minus 200, Valdez plus 170. Say what you want about Frivola. Always an exciting fight. Killer be killed kind of guy. He can grapple. He has power. 
he's my pick here. I'm not going to go too crazy. I think he's live in all formats. I don't think Valdez is quite there yet. That being said, the only problem about all of that is that Frivola can absolutely no-show because we've seen it before. And on those nights, I'm pretty sure Chris could knock him out. So hopefully he doesn't. that's not what, what, what pops in uh, tomorrow night. Joe, who you got? So 10-0 fighter in Valdez, training partner of Brandon Moreno, which is probably how he got on this card, coming off of a, a second-round knockout win by punches in the contender series against Patrick White. Um, you know, Matt, the steamroller for Vrola, um, I guess he's still a, a Saralongo product. Um, he just got, he, you know, he got a really nice Christmas basket from Terrence McKinney. Thank you for the 50,000. Um, because he made McKinney look like, like Francis Ngannou, um, with that, uh, with that loss, uh, seven seconds into the first round, I believe, um, left cross ground a pound, uh, it's going to be a high-paced fight. Look, I, I like Frivola. I think he's got to be careful because this Valdez guy is going to come out and just bomb on him. But if he can weather the early storm, I, I, I see he, I see that he can win this fight. Um, he's priced, what, at 8.7K? Still a little high, I think, but um, he's going to get some ownership um, just based on the level of competition that Valdez has gone up against. So give me Frivola here. Um you know, to win either a decision or to get a late stoppage. Chris, who you got? Yeah, so there's uh, – wrong way. So there's so much um, of, I guess, an aura built up on Matt Frivola, and it's not just Sean. I, 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 when I looked, I was even surprised when I was writing this up. Uh, does anybody want to guess how many knockout wins Frivola has in his career? How about none? One. Yeah. One knockout win. So – uh, to, to say that he has power, I mean, sure, I mean, he swings hard, but the knockouts don't really come. And and for that, I think, is the reason I'm on uh, Valdez here. Because like Joe said, he's just going to come out like a madman and bomb. And he does that in service of getting in the pocket and getting takedowns. We've seen Favola out-wrestled. Uh, Sarukian got him 10 out of 12 times. Sarukian has a 40% uh, takedown rate. Uh Otherwise, he got upwards of 90% on Frivola. Uh, I, I like those odds for our man Gennaro. I, I, just, I just don't know what, uh, what Frivola does well. Uh, he's 2-2-1 two, two and one in the UFC. Uh, one of those guys, one of those wins is not around anymore in Luis Pena. He got hurt and almost finished in that fight. Well, to uh, be fair, Luis Pena would be in the UFC if he wasn't going to prison. Like, let's, uh, I mean, oh, I I mean, mean that's, <laughs> that, that's a rough point, dude. That's a rough. Well, he, he struggled while he was here. It's not as though he was putting on fire performances. And, True, but um, he'd still be in the UFC. Sure, but that's because they keep Just everybody around here. You know, Going to jail. But um, but fair enough. I, I just think that, you know, I always look out for these lines where, you know, th there, we have a known commodity, which is Frivola, who might, as I said, might have a little bit of uh, aura built up around him uh, unjustly. There's a lot of hype on him coming in, and then he gets, he gets instantly knocked out by uh, Marco Polo Reyes. And, I mean, when's the last time we saw him? we got to put him on a milk carton. So I think that um, – you know, is there that much difference between Marco Polo Reyes and Gennaro Valdez? I would say probably not, you know. So I think uh, if one can do it, the other can. We're looking for dogs. We're looking for these high-octane fighters who can 
put a pace and either knock you out or get a lot of takedowns. That's Gennaro to a T. I'm taking him here. You won the dog. All right. And he could, I can't even, it, it's another, it's a, there's variance in the fight because Provola can no show. Don't don't worry. There, there's another dog which uh, which is coming up where you will have something to say. I guarantee. It. Uh, it's probably this next fight. I bet then, unless oh, you're not picking Pete Rodriguez. Are no, you? he's not. He's not. No, 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 no. no. Okay, okay. Just because I was thinking how much I like Ryan. Guy, Pete Rodriguez has got the worst topology photo. Yeah. I mean, who <laughs> wants a topology photo where you have a belly? I mean, you know, come on, dude. Well, his nickname his nickname is Dead Game. What does that even mean? I, mean, I don't know. It means it's like an insult to yourself. Dead game. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, uh, let's talk about Tony Gravely, 8900, taking on, I can't say this name either, Simon, Simon, Oliveira. It's an Oliveira, S. Oliveira. This name, usually I'm great with the names, but the Portuguese names just, they just bend me over, man. 7300. Um, a line on this fight, Gravely is. The favorite currently at I can't find the line. It keeps the binds 250. Oliveira plus 200. Speaking of getting bent over, that's what Gravely is going to do to Oliveira. It's not going to be pretty. It's not going to be sexy. I think it's going to be a good old-fashioned wrestle fuck. Um, so give me give me Gravely to win that way. Um, you know, if Oliveira can bait this into a firefight, sure. I because Gravely we've seen hurt. He's not a good striker, but he's a good. Um, relentless type of wrestler. So again, those are the guys I tend to pick. Give me gravely by wet blanket. Um, Chris, you're up first. Yeah, I, I, I basically agree, but something scares me. And by the way, this his is not, his is chin not is terrifying. His, huh? his chin is, his chin is terrifying. It, well, it, it is, but I mean, it, it wasn't, re- it wasn't that really. I mean, Manus, Manus can crack. He's a pretty good boxer. And I mean, that fight was heartbreaking. Gravely, had him knocked out in round one. The fight doesn't stop as it should That's have. Crazy. That was so crazy. So able to continue and then knocks. I mean, I mean that that's just some bad luck. But um, I, I mean the chin is one thing. But the thing that I was worried about is um, you know submissions are, are the Achilles heel. That's five out of seven losses for Gravely have come by sub. And um, you know there's a lot of, there's a lot of sub on uh, Simon's Simon's record. Oliver, what am I doing? Oliver's record. Um. A lot of subs there, and uh, quite a quite a few guillotines, and um, you know, uh, gravely has a couple losses by those guillotines. So can he stick his neck somewhere where he can't get it out, and then the fight ends that way? Yes, I think so. I'm not picking that because I don't like picking uh, fights on such narrow margins like that, where it's like, okay, he's going to shoot in, and I know he's going to get a guillotine. I mean, that that's too that's too narrow for me. I don't like that, especially when you have a guy like Gravely who can do the rinse and repeat, and can get a lot of points. Plus, it's not like we haven't seen Oliveira held down on the regional scene. We have. Um, I just think people should keep that in the backs of their minds because it's a real possibility that I think he just he just walks himself into a submission here. So all that being said, I like Gravely. He has some power, as we've seen. As long as he doesn't fall in love with it, I think um, the aggression that he shows on the feet can, can really keep Oliveira backed up. But um, and so my pick is gravely. If if all goes well, he puts up 105, 110 points in in like a in like a a, a blanket uh, decision, high volume decision, as Sean said. But you know, always keep that in. I, I would say have a couple Oliveras because um, 
you don't want to get burned by that guard sub and uh, part of me can feel it coming. So there is, there's a warning. Joe, who you got? Well, I have to say though, I, I, Chris is such a prophet. I mean, you know, you think this is an MMA show and we actually give out life lessons. I mean, sticking something someplace that you can't get out is really a life lesson that we should all be cognizant of. Um, as it relates to this fight, um, I like Tony Gravely a lot. I think no, he's probably your safest cash play. Um, he has got a very good floor um, and a high ceiling. I could certainly see uh, 12, 13 acts even in the decision win due to grappling upside. Um, the opponent comes from actually, it's not an oxymoron to say he comes from one of the better uh, Brazilian camps. We've all known the downfall of the Brazilian camps since drug testing began. But uh, Astrofy team is a pretty good camp um, in Brazil. Um, he fights out of that camp. Uh, again, this is a fight for Tony Gravely to win. Um, if he loses this, I could also see a pink slip coming his way. Um, you know, for those of you that don't know, regard, regardless of your contract, the UFC can cut you coming off of two losses. So this is a fight that Gravely is going to be keen to win. Um, again, I like him in all formats, but I particularly like him in cash. Um, he's priced a little high. But with two of the upper end fights falling off or two of the upper end um, ownership absorbers coming off, I could certainly see him getting a little bit more play. But give me Tony Gravely. Thank you for the life lesson, Chris. I, I, I accidentally, I don't know if anybody caught it. I, I, I know Chris did, but I disconnected trying to click on something because I was looking at a different monitor and, and Joe said there was such a thing as good Brazilian fight teams and then tried to reference Team Team uh, Astra Astra team. Yeah, that's where Junior Albini's out of. That's where Darren Till fought. Yeah, yeah, he sucks too. I'm saying, yeah, no such I'm saying I'm as far as saying, Brazilian bro, fight teams go, there, it's an okay fight to, team. I'll go to some shitty corner in Rio. I'll find nine tough gang-looking guys, and that's a better fight team than whatever okay. the shit you We're just. We're gonna start calling you DFS sniper Capoeira. I can't say Brazilian shit. Give, give me all the Russian names. I can say Magomed Ankalaev, Magomed Sharipov. I can say all the Russian things. You give me some Brazilian and my tongue just goes, no, I'm out. Say it. Say it as white as you can and get through this. There like, you go. That's, that's what happens. Anyway, let's move on to Jack Della Madalina at 9,200 taken on. I was going to call him dead money. <laughs> dead game. But I like dead money better. Pete, yeah. dead I like money that too. It makes, it makes sense at least. At least you got one that makes sense. Pete Rodriguez at 7,000. Uh, guys, Jack Della Madalena is not good. And he, in this fight, is a minus 335 favorite. That's what you should know about Pete Rodriguez. That's the entire narrative to this fight. Della Madalena should get a knockout. I like him in all formats, especially on FanDuel. I mean, if Pete Rodriguez wins, I'm going to have a really bad day. Don't message me on Twitter. I don't want to talk to you. Um, yeah, go ahead and give me Della Madalena. Joe. Yeah, so as I had referenced, you know, we, we lost two fights. Ilya Teporia and Vieira were going to, um, you know, absorb some of that 9K-plus ownership. Uh, again, with the acknowledgement that forecasting ownership is not my DFS superpower. I do see a lot of that ownership going over to Magdalena or Della Magdalena. Um, to Sean's point, you know, tread with caution, but he does have one of the best 
inside the distance props, um, you know, on the whole slate. I think it's minus 150. You can't ignore that. Um, you know, it's unfortunate. Math-wise, you have to play him. If you're a right. Math well, and you know, right. It's unfortunate that, you know, the ownership is going to – I am going to go out on a limb right now and take this for whatever it's worth. He will be the highest-owned fighter on the slate. Um, you know, for that reason, there's there's some value, especially if you are backing the dogs in the co in the main. Um, you can build some really good lineups around those dogs. Um, I see him absorbing, again, a lot of that um, ownership from Vieira and Taporia. Um, so it's not a big secret. It was a lot better play um, with those two fights on. But, you know, coming in at like, what, 40 plus percent owned? Uh, maybe higher because of the size of the slate. Yeah. Um, it's not that big a secret, but you do got to play them. A lot of people are going to have them in their lineups. So if you want to get different, <laughs> um, you know, fade them or try to go the other way on this fight. I don't highly recommend that, at least not in GPPs. But I guess I'll have to go with the Aussie fighter here um, to get a win by finish. Uh, Chris? Yeah, there's there's no other way to pick it. Um Four and Pete Rodriguez started his MMA career in March of 2020. That is something. Um, by contrast, uh, it's, a Mal- thing. Huh? it's a thing. It, it, it is a fact. thing. There's nothing else to say about it. it it's true. Um, Della Maladena uh, started his career in 2016, has 12 fights, uh, which makes him a, a grizzled veteran in comparison to Pete Rodriguez. Um, you know, I, I like Della Maladena a little bit more as a fighter. I like his body work. I think um, he throws a combination. He obviously has power. Pete Rodriguez, it's just, I mean, he's hes never been out of the first round. He barely gets out of the second minute. So um, it's really hard to say what you have in him. He's got a decent-ish footwork, I guess. But otherwise, that's about it. And it, it's just going to be so hard. Guys like this. There's so much you don't know about him. What's he going to do if he hits Della Madonna and Della Madonna doesn't go away? He's probably never experienced that before. What if he does here? There's just too many question marks. The um, win by KO, TKO, was minus 125 for Della Madonna. I usually don't like uh, props that are negative like that, but at this one you got to take because I think it's going down. Um, uh, Della Madonna, I think, by finish. Uh if Pete Rodriguez wins, he's going to burn a whole lot of us, but um, don't see any other way to play it. So, Della Madonna. Yeah, if Pete Rodriguez wins, I'm serious. Nobody messaged me. I don't want to hear about it. Um, all right, next fight up. We're going to talk about uh, Rioni Barcelos, 9,300, taking on Victor Henry at 6,900. Barcelos is a – where is it now? Can I just say big ass favorite and move on? No, he's minus five ten. Henry wow. is plus three seventy five. Um, look, I I've been all about Rioni Rioni Barcelos. I, I thought he, if I remember right, I, I thought he won his last fight against Valiev, where everybody was on Valiev. He was a dog. No, he was a favorite in that fight. But everybody was everybody seemed to be picking Valiev. He got two knockdowns in that fight. I don't really remember the rest of it, but honestly, I didn't watch more tape on this because he got a little tired. Did he get tired? I mean, yeah. that, that that does sound right. I thought he was going to get a finish early, and I thought he did enough in round two. So did I. That was, that was shocking. That was a shocking decision. Yeah, I don't remember. I, I remember thinking I was being surprised, and I, everybody else was on Valley. It was just the popular dog in the card, and I, I backed. 
I, I back Barcelos and I'll back him again. Honestly, I think he's going to, he's going to be the sleeper guy in this 135 pound division for a while. The reason I didn't watch this fight more is because Victor Henry, sorry. I mean, he, he could be okay in the UFC. I don't think he's the worst fighter, but I am just really, really high on Rayoni Barcelos. So Barcelos is my pick live in all formats. Uh, Chris, you're first. Yeah, I think this is a bad matchup for Victor Henry. Victor like, Henry, like he, he's not he's not terrible. He like give him a real a good UFC debut fight. This is terrible for him. It is. I I think that like his style of of just trying to wear you out with pace and pressure isn't going to work here. Just because he he's very open defensively, and Barcelos as is really slick on the counters. He's got a really good jab. Uh, when Victor Henry fought Kyler Phillips a couple years ago. Kyler Phillips took him down whenever he wanted and put him in a whole bunch of bad spots, whole lot of submission attempts. Barcelos can do that here. Um, Barcelos is obviously a much better jiu-jitsu fighter, uh, one of the better jiu-jitsu fighters in this division. So I, I don't, I don't, I don't see any other way for the, unless he can just keep getting up and, and tire him out. But I, I don't see that happening either. I think that uh, Barcelos is probably going to walk through this. Victor Henry might see better days, but it's not going to be this one. Uh, the play is a strong Barcelos here. Joe. Dude, Victor Henry, man. At least we know that he's got a career in espionage, man. Have you seen this guy's ears? Dude, Dumbo called and he wants his ears back. Um, I hope he Ronnie sees Barcelos. this. I hope he Ronnie sees Bar- this, flies to New Jersey and beats the shit out of you. I let him. <laughs> just because it would be a good story. Ronnie Barcelos <laughs> is actually three days younger than Victor Henry. There's a little bit of trivia for you. Um, Victor Henry is a 34-year-old making his UFC debut. Look, he, since 2018 or so, he's been a, he's been on a pretty good run. Um, it's unfortunate that it's taken this long, um, you know, for him to get into the UFC. They are not doing him any favors here, giving him this matchup against Roney. Roney has got to be hungry. Look, the time for him is now. He's been this prospect for just way too long. Um, he really needs to make something happen here, and he really needs to make something happen in a spectacular fashion. I mean, a boring decision is not going to move him up in the ranks in what is a very, very stacked and packed division. So I'm looking for something big out of Roney. Again, I love him in cash. I like him in GPPs. I think he is going to even be now more owned because of Tapora and Vieira having fallen off the card. So, you know, give me a lot of Roney. And if he happens to lose, I have to believe that he is on his way out. Yeah, he'll be he'll be the next PFL or Bellator guy. Which is sad because I think he's really good, but he's gonna start he's gonna start getting expensive for Dana. Yep. Which is you know a problem if you're not contending. All right, next fight up is sorry guys, bear with me one second. I have all kinds of right. issues. All right, I'm good. Oh, it's I, the it's, it's, the, uh, yeah, it's the people's uh, main event coming up next. Holy <laughs> shit! That's my my mouse did that because it doesn't want to talk about this fight. It's it's out. <sighs> Michael Morales, 8200. Take it on Trevin Giles. No, okay. Michael Morales, 8200. <laughs> Trevin Giles, 8000. Uh, line on this fight. Uh, I believe the last time I looked, it actually it evened up to a pick'em. I don't see a line posted anymore. What? You guys see a line for this fight? Oh, there it is. Michael Morales. It got it got moved on best fight odds. All the, all the canceled fights are above it now. Uh, Michael Morales is minus one fifteen. Trevin Giles minus one hundred five. Depends on the book. Get to pick them in some spot. Um, look, I'm on Morales. It's not a confident pick, 
I don't think this fight is terribly meaningful for DFS. That being said, it's in the mid-range, and there are 11 fights. So you kind of have to play who you think is going to win at least a little bit if you're MMEing. So I'm a Morales. I just, Trevin Giles is okay everywhere. And it really what it comes down to is I think if Giles wins, I don't think he scores high that often. He just he just doesn't. I wanted to look at his, you know, his, his fight history and his wins. Um, his best one is a 92. 92, 73, uh, way back against um, Baknovich, which let's, I'm, not, I'm not even going to count that. So, you know, I, I don't see him putting up a lot of big scores. I think Morales is more likely to do something explosive. So I'll play him in GPPs. I don't want any of those fight and cash games. Um, it's really it's all I can say about it. I was trying to find more to talk about for this fight, and I just can't. Joe, who you got? So um, Trevin Giles is uh, dropping to welterweight to take this fight. He has previously fought at middleweight. Um, His nickname is The Problem. I also believe he is a full-time serving police officer, unless that's changed. Um, I know that in the past he had taken time off to go to the academy. Um, I believe he is still a police officer. Um, Someone feel free to, you know, ping us um, if we're wrong, if I'm wrong. Um, Look, Morales is 10-0. and I mean... Um, this is going to be an in, like, look, we're making fun of this fight, but I am a little bit interested in the 10 and 0 fighter going up against Trevin Giles. I mean, is he just fighting, you know, cans? Is his competition level so inferior that, you know, Giles making his welterweight debut is going to roll over him? Um, there are some intriguing aspects to this fight. Um, you're right. Giles doesn't score well. We don't know anything about his opponent. Um, look, I'm going to throw a coin up and say, Give me a little bit more Morales here just because he's an unknown quality and we know what Giles can do. And he's coming off of, you know, a ground and pound loss to uh, Driscus Duplessis. Um, So I'm going to go with Morales, but it's not a confident pick. And I will be very honest. I've not spent a lot of time on this fight. Probably would have spent more had I known we were going to lose two fights. Um, But I'm going to take a small stab with Morales here. I'll, I'll also take a small stab um, with Giles. Um, but, you know, more, heavier on Morales because we already know what Giles can't do. And we really don't know what Morales can do, if that makes any sense. I would stay away from this fight in cash, purely GPPs, purely mass entry. Chris, who you got? Yeah, Trevin Giles is, uh, is one of my misses. I really thought he was going to be... Uh, uh, a lot better than he's performed in the UFC as far. He's a, a slick boxer when he can get going. He has a little bit of power and an underrated grappler. He um he tries to grapple when he shouldn't, but you know he was really competitive with Gerald Mearshard in that fight until you know third round and Mearshard just you know dragged him into the deep waters there. But Michael Mor- Morales is interesting. Um, he's he's got a, a big height and reach for this division. He's 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 coming in with it. He, um, I, I, I saw the uh, note from from Laura Sanko in the Contender Series. He's an Ecuadorian uh, wrestling champion, so we'll see how that goes. Although his wrestling on the Contender Series didn't look all that great, um, we've seen that from wrestlers who are credentialed but don't really wrestle in the cage all that much. Their wrestling isn't all that great, so we'll see how that plays if, if the fight does want to go to the ground. Like I said, I think Giles is a pretty good grappler. Um. Giles has a tendency to be winning fights uh, until he loses them. That was the case with Duplessis. That was um, the case with a number of other fights. 
in you, you can say in Trevin Giles' defense, he is not even defense. He is the recipient of one of the worst decisions I've ever seen in my life. That oh, yeah. how how he beat James Kraus. That I'm still mad. That was about. horrible. That was and Kraus took that fight on short notice too. Yeah, I I lost. That was the only miss of a five leg parlay for me. I was furious. I remember being furious. Well, I, like, and he could have. That would have been his third loss in a row. He probably yeah. gets cut if he loses that. He's probably well, out on his ass. And then he runs into Bevin Lewis, and then Roman Dulidzi, who now now we know is distracted by Cheyenne Blissmas's stuff. Like, those are his I, two wins. I was gonna like, say, I'm glad. I'm glad he stuck around because he handed uh, Dulidzi a loss, which is. Uh, which I, I'm sure everybody appreciates because that guy is incredibly annoying. And uh, the less I see him, sleeping with people. He was already annoying, and then we found out that he's sleeping with people's wives. Like, like he couldn't well, be worse. Oh, 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 is, it, is that what is that what was going on with that whole drama? He was. Oh, yeah, you got to delete say. Yeah, and, yeah, and where yeah, she yeah. is, she, she's off in Georgia and and, wow. and not in Atlanta. Uh, not yeah, yeah, not 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 Georgia like peaches. You right, know, Georgia. But it's it's a giant. He said, she said. So one time, you know, Cheyenne's the bad guy, and then and JP's the bad guy, and bad. We should do yeah. a whole podcast yeah. just on. Yeah, this will be covered more on the view. Um, you, 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 here's here's actually my you know even more on the view is my two seconds to view because we have less fights. The reason why I'm team JP on this one is because Cheyenne's dragged this whole garbage up in the media first, and if you did it first, I don't like you. So that's if J, JP was just being quiet about the whole thing, not saying anything, like just doing what he's got. And he's the one who can't fight. He literally can't fight because of visa issues. And he's got whatever's going on. He was keeping it personal. And Cheyenne runs the media. So now I'm team JP. He can't rent a car. He can't rent an apartment. He can't do any of that. Yeah. The well, that, well, that was it was a weird. Didn't she say she was essentially in hiding? So I don't know what's going on ah. with any of that. And he so, said, yeah, because she's just, you know, she cheated and she ran off with Roman in Georgia. Like, it's her own thing. I'm not doing anything. I'm she's out of the country. Right. But I mean, but that but that's but that's a scary thing. Who even knows what's going on with it? I, I, I don't have any idea, I guess. Yeah, I, I, I don't know either. So, so you throw and she was really wasn't clear. So throwing that kind of speculation and crap into the media, if you don't have like, I don't know. And, and guys, it, she's not she's not that hot. So we can move on. <laughs> Great. Fantastic show. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, OK. Did, did he just drop himself? He might have. Um, Call guys? the next fight. Uh, I don't. I, I don't know how to flip back and forth. No, don't worry about it. Yeah, there, oh, he is. there he is. There he is. I'm back. I. Uh, I, did, you, I did you go to? Did you go to Georgia? Were you in hiding? I, yeah, I had. Yeah, <laughs> I, was getting, I was getting to the bottom of this whole thing. I. Yeah. Uh, I have no. I know. I have no idea what that was. But I just. I just Put a wrap on this because I don't. I don't think I, I mentioned who I was picking. I'm gonna pick Trevin Giles. Um, Ooh. I'll probably have a little bit more of him than I should because I'm still waiting for him to have that one performance that justifies my belief in him. So um, I'll, I'll probably have a little more of him than I should. But um, yeah, all these contender series guys are gonna have to prove it to me, except for well, a couple. One I mentioned and and one. That might be coming up, but um, well, actually, he's oh, not a contender. But in in any event, um, yeah, I, I think that they're all going to have to prove it to me. Like I said, none of them looked uh, really all that great in their contender series fights. 
A lot of them were getting pieced up before they won. I don't really trust any of them all that much. So, um, yeah, I'm getting I'm getting the rap sign. You know what? I agree with Joe. I agree. We spoke so, way uh, too much about this fight. So, so, yeah, so, it was uh, fun. Not that good. My pick is Giles. Come on. Right. We're just having some fun. Just just because, you know what? If you're going to go to White Castle after this, bring enough for the class. Wendy's. Yeah. Uh, oh, even better. I had Wendy's last night. Mm-hmm. Min shape, as you could tell. All right, next fight up. Michelle Pereira, 9,100, taking on Andre Fialho at 7,100. Line of this fight. Pereira minus 280, Fialho plus 225. Look, Pereira is better, but he's a maniac. So, like, give me Pereira. He probably wins this fight. He, he could go all crazy. It's, it's, it's a weird one. Um, but Fialho is another. Uh, this is probably the guy Chris is taking. This is this is probably what he's doing. Who um, knows? Who knows? Know, it, I, I do know because I know who's left in this card. I have no, I have so, no issue with Chris taking him. So I think Pereira is better, but I don't I don't trust him at, at all. So I do think this fight scores pretty well. I want a little bit of both guys. This is a dog I do want some of the other side of, but in terms of pick, it's hard for me to pick against Michelle Pereira in this spot. So he will be my straight up pick. Looking at this, oh good, Joe, you're up first. So Chris, hold your horses. Okay, right. so look, I, I actually, I'm with you, Sean. I want both sides of this. Um, Fiello is experienced. He's got some PFL. He's got some Bellator. Um, you know, he, how how the mighty have fallen. I mean, he KO'd Michael Vick. I mean, you know, Michael Vick was like a, a, you know, dog a, fighter? Step, a step away. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I'm sorry. James, James Vick. Vick. James Vick, not Michael Vick. Yeah. You like I, mixed how my, I, said, I mixed up my Vicks. Um, you like how I didn't say the NFL quarterback? I said, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah, you know, James Vick now, I hear his, he's got to actually watch how quickly his head hits his pillow because he knocks himself out each night. Um, yeah, so he knocked out James Vick, which again, you know, that's what it is. Um, yeah, I do. I'm kind of interested a little bit in the dog here. Look, we, we know all about Pereira. He looked really good. Guy's always ripped. The guy's a maniac. He needs to control his cardio. Um, you know, that whole Diego f- fight was a mess. He had that fight in the bag. Diego pulled a veteran move and said he couldn't see, whatever. Fine. Um, you know, look, I I, I think P- Piera is a justified favorite, but this is a pure GPP fight. I mean, you want both sides of this. Like, you want to have Piera if you like him, sure. You know, but take a few shares to cover yourself. This is not a can that's stepping in here. This guy has got some experience. He's got some pop. It's not going to be a walkover, um, you know, for Pereira. Um, I'm looking forward to this fight just, you know, as a fan, because I think it could be really interesting. But give me a few shares of the dog. Um, I like other options um, above 9K, so I don't think I'm going to be that heavy um, on Pereira. But you do need shares in case he just goes berserker and ends up being able to finish this guy early. But um, again, pure GPP fight, mass entry. I want both sides. But I'll, I guess I'll, I'll lean. You know what? F it. I'm going to pick the dog to win. Joe, how dare right. you? You knew I was coming up on it. I've been teasing it the whole show. Mm-hmm. The entire right. show. And he just steals it right from underneath. Sorry, me. Everybody dude. drop a thumbs up in chat if you like that Joe just undercut I Chris. can't. So- I am, I am, I'm, I am flabbergasted. Sorry, dude. Flabbergasted. But he, I, I will say that um, I love I love the Diego Sanchez thing because it happened. And then when when have you ever seen a fighter admit that? Like, yeah, that's what I did. I just I took, you well, know Diego Diego Sanchez 
does get knocked out when he lays down at night. Like, well, like, but I no, I but I just I mean, like you see the whole was, thing with, with you see the whole thing with Aljamain Sterling. It's like, no, of course not. I mean, and who knows? Like, and we, we're getting thumbs is, up in crap. You know what? I'm not, I'm not putting up thumbs with up, this. guys. This is um, this is wait, ridiculous. Do you remember that that the Ed Herman? Um, Mike Rodriguez thing. Did Ed Herman ever admit to that? Wasn't a low blow. I was knocked out to the body, and then I oh, got no, up and I, I submitted I that motherfucker. But that's even that's even funnier because it was such a a obvious low blow that him not admitting that it was is is no, it wasn't a low blow. You mean it's such obviously not a low blow? Yeah, it obviously it's was. It obviously was not. Yeah. 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 That was that that was uh, yeah. This is. I love that he picked Fialo. And now, and now, and now uh, I'm, I'm getting the chat stabbed me in the back. Joe stabbed me in the back. I, 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 no, I know it never. stabbed you in the back. It was I right to win. your face. No, it stuck I, a I knife right win. in your belly. I just can't <laughs> win. But, uh, but, but yeah, I, I am picking Mialo here. A uh, couple reasons. I, I mean, well, it, it's gas tank related. That's the main one, of course. But, I mean, we saw the fight with Tristan Connolly. Tristan Connolly made him tired. And then after that, he doesn't really fight pressure fighters for a while. He fought Diego. He fought uh, Chaos Williams, I believe. And so these are fighters that are that are. are, not, are not, I mean, and Diego was a come forward fighter, but in that fight he was doing God knows what, uh, and uh, so that was his way out. But then he fights uh, Nico Price. Nico Price, come forward fighter, and that entire third round, Fiera is backpedaling for his life. The only reason he he survives is because um, Nico gets tired as well, and still almost. Still almost finishes him. Nico just runs out of time. And Fialo is he's not fighting cans out there. He 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 beats James Vick. He beats uh Stefan Sukalic in his last fight, knocks him out. So two UFC veterans there. Um not, maybe not the best competition, okay, but point being he's not fighting, you know, three and five fighters, as we have seen with uh most of the debuting fighters on this card. So yeah, I, I, he's got a lot of power, knockouts in his last four fights. Um, I think that I be a better combination puncher than Nico Price, I would say, puts it together a little better. Um, my, my, my read is that he has more pure power. So it's going to be really interesting. I think that, um, of course, Pereira is really dynamic, really fast, explosive. He can knock him out, but you know, for all, for all we, we build him up, Michelle Pereira, only 10, uh, KOs uh, among the 26 wins. So not like he's going out there starching every guy he meets. Um, so I like this spot. I think um, a lot of people are, are are might just, you know, might just go past him because he's had a good run after the um, the bad fight with Conley there. I, I like him here. I think, uh, I think, I think a finish is, 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 is not that unlikely. So uh Give me Fialo, and uh, Joe may have stolen the thunder, but I consider it my pick. So there's Fialo. <laughs> but it's not your pick because Joe Joe said it first. It, well, no, but I was teasing it before that, so I mean, I I, I stake my claim. All right, it is Coleman event time. Brandon Moreno, eighty five hundred. Davison Figueredo, seventy seven hundred. Moreno is the favorite, minus one eighty. Figueredo plus 155. Look, I think Moreno gets this done. Um, Figueredo dangerous early, big power. Moreno is super tough. He he actually, you know, you, sometimes you speculate with the guy have that Mexican spirit. Um, Moreno has it super tough to put away. Slippery, slippery, slippery grappler. 
So that power chokes the Figueredo. I don't think they're going to get it done. Moreno's really good in the scrambles, really quick. Um, I just think he just did not get finished early and let Figueredo swarm. I think Figueredo, even if he's in better shape, I just he's never the, the kind of guy to be built to go five rounds. He's just not. And Moreno, I think, is and will wear him down. I'm going to take Brandon Moreno by fourth round TKO is my pick Ooh. for this one. Um Joe, you were first. No, sorry, Chris, you're first. Yeah, um, you know, I, I think it's kind of probably fair to say that uh, Figueredo didn't wasn't really himself for that fight. Didn't really come out in fair. top form. I, uh, I, I think that I think that's fair to say. I, I did like how Brandon Moreno really uh, took the pressure to him. Maybe he wasn't expecting that. Or maybe he just didn't want to gas himself out. It's hard to say, but I think that there's a there's a thing that uh, Figueroa relies on that Brandon Moreno kind of takes the power away from him, and that's scaring people out of the pocket with his power. Uh, Figueroa, I think, relies on that. We've seen Brandon Moreno not phased by that. Not only was he taking the pressure to Figueroa in the second fight, he took a lot of shots in that first fight and kept coming. So. The power is not uh, going to face him. He's going to come forward. I'm glad you mentioned the uh, the grappling defense there, Sean. I think that's a key. I think as the bigger, stronger fighter, Figueredo relies on that, that he can, you know, get fighters in top position, hold them there, get those power chokes. So two things that uh, that have become a staple of Figueredo's game uh, just don't work against Moreno, and I think that's key. His boxing looks better all the time. He Goes to the body, goes to the head, throws in combination, and uh, I like everything about it. I, I picked Moreno in both fights. I'm going to make all three here and uh, give me Moreno for and still in the flyweight division. Joe, and new. I'm going to play captain narrative here. Oh um, no! I mean, if anyone's going to play captain narrative, yeah, it's, it's going to be always going to be. There's you. a fair amount of narrative on this fight, so. You know, one, the camp change. Uh, Figgy going to fight ready, training with Henry Cejudo, who, you know, Brandon Moreno used to be Cejudo's guy. Um, you know, some narrative around that. But here's the bigger narrative. And again, like, I am nothing if not a student of human nature. Moreno has got a ton of pressure on him. He is carrying the entire country of Mexico on his back. Look at all the opportunities that opened up for him after he got that win, the endorsements. Right. There is so much more pressure on him than there is on Figueroa. Um, I wouldn't blame him if he came out a little tight. Um, I'm not I don't know anything. You know, I'm just kind of kind of going by observation here. Um, you're right, Chris. I the point you made, he did not look right in his last fight. It could have been a bad weight cut. The fact that he weighed in a pound under is a really good sign. Looked good. Um, you know, fight ready. Um, look, you generally don't get benefit from a camp change right off. But. Um, I'd like to think that they they know Moreno pretty well, and he probably um, did. He could not have picked a better place to do his camp for this fight. Um, all that, and for the reasons, the obvious reasons, which is is power and and you know having the ability to just kind of flatten Moreno. Not that it's going to happen that way. Um, I'm going to go and still and new. I love the prices of the dogs of the co in the main on DraftKings, which. I'm kind of burying the lead for my next pick, but um, I'm going to take Figgy here. I think there's so much you could do with lineup construction um, by playing Figgy. Not that Moreno is is overpriced. If you like him, play him. Um, I think he probably has a better floor in cash anyway. 
but I'm going to go with Figgy, and I love my GPP builds using Figgy in my lineup construction. All right. It is main event time. Cyril gone, 8,400. Taking on Yo, the Yo, did we skip a fight? Cody Stamen and Oh, Saeed. we did. Ah, we did. the one you liked, Sean. Yeah, I like that fight. You? How did that skip over? Yeah. Hmm. My mistake. You know what? So, sorry, Cyril and Francis. You got to hang on. We got to <laughs> talk about Saeed Nurmagomedov at 8,600. Taking on Cody Stamen at 7,600. I do like this fight. I think this is the third best fight on the card. Uh, Saeed is minus 195. Stamen is plus 165. Look, those odds feel wrong to me. Really, really wrong if you want to take if you want to read into that and say huh i wonder if sniper has a bet on code yes i do because the line's just off it's nothing it's nothing huge um but she said yes it's a good thing it's a good thing i'm funny and have a good job joe yes it is yeah yes it is that's what i tell my wife all the time i feel the same way i'm stable and i make money yeah (laughs) and sometimes you laugh anyway yeah you know my kids are going to be short but that's okay my daughter's tall as hell. The rest, the rest of my family's tall. I don't know what happened. Anyway, the mailman, I guess. Cigarettes. <laughs> Way off track again. Um, look, I think statement is, oh, I'm going to use it again, perpetually underrated in this division. Um, he is, I just, he seems to always be lined lower than he should be. Uh, Said is an interesting prospect, good striker. Uh, seen him no show before, you know, seen, seen him finished. I'm, I look, I know he has the last name Nurmagomedov guys. He could get taken down and controlled in this fight. He's not that kind of Nurmagomedov. He's just not, he's a striker kickboxer. It's what he's better at. Uh, I think Stamen could have the advantage in the grappling, but if he can't close the distance, I admit Saeed has the edge on the feet. I just, I think this fight should be a straight pick him. Why that is how I had this light, this fight lined. So I see value in Stamen, especially on DK though, with all the great payups. I don't, I don't want much of Saeed. I don't think he's got a great shot at the optimal. And if Stamen wins, I think it's grappling base, and he's got a real good shot at the optimal. So Stamen is my preferred play. Um, Chris, you go first for this fight. Yeah, I I agree with you about the dynamics of of DraftKings, where um, you know. Saeed is probably not going to score that well. I mean, he has a couple uh, flash knockouts in uh, in the UFC. I don't think that's going to happen here. Stamen has been tough. That being said, the fight itself, I'm pretty okay with where the line is. I think that, um, you know, Saeed has a big advantage on the feet, way more agile. I think uh, Stamen is going to have a hard time closing that distance. Um, and if he can't, I think that um, – you know, uh, Saeed just going to pot shot him from distance and play a nice in and out kickboxing game, get his spinning stuff going. I, I like Stamen maybe to get a takedown or two. I don't really see him getting too much control time. It's not It's not that uh, Saeed won't try to wrestle. It's just that he hasn't been very good at it in the UFC. I think he went one for 11 uh, in his opening fights, which was weird um, based on how he fights now. But, yeah, I, I just think the dynamics are, are as such where, um, you know, it's it's going to be Stamen trying to rely on that big overhand right and chasing the takedown and uh, Saeed being able to stay out of range and pick him apart. So give me Saeed, but as I think that that is the winner, I'm not going to have too much of this fight because I don't think it scores well. If you, if you like Stamen and you think that he's going to win via grappling, uh, take your shot. But I am going to spend that money elsewhere. 
Don't worry, Chris. Just ask my wife. I always shoot my shot. Uh, Joe. Yeah, look, I, um, I'm very conflicted here because I started out the week um, being, you know, pro, um, you know, Saeed, and I had a lineup that I thought was just fantastic. And then I, I will say that, like, I've been kind of convinced more to be pushed towards the middle. I watched a few of Stamen's fights. Like, he has never been finished. He has fought better competition. And he could actually win this fight on the ground. So, oh, gosh. Um, I'm going to I'm gonna stay with my pick of Saeed. Um, but this is a fight that I probably want more of Stamen simply because if Saeed does not win by finish, which is unlikely, at 8.6K, I don't see him scoring, where Cody has a better floor with grappling. So I do want more Cody. I, I plan to probably have more of him in my mass entry lineups. So oddly enough, I'll pick Saeed to win, but I will tell you I'm going to play more of Cody on DraftKings. As you should. All right, next fight up. Now we can talk about... Yeah, Furigan really at 8,400, trying to become the baddest man on the planet. A title currently held by Francis Ngannou, who is the underdog at 7,800. Gone minus 145, Ngannou plus 125. Look, it's interesting that, you know, I th- we all, you know, the breakdown of this fight. Gone is better technically, you know, needs to play the distance game, potentially could get takedowns, all that stuff. And just Francis has freak power. And you could say, like, we all know the breakdown. And still, do you really know what's going to happen? No. This is the one division where you can rely on freak power. Um, I will not pick freak power, but I it's one of those. I can't remember who said this on Twitter. It might have been my friend Newsom. If it is not Newsom and if you said it, I'm sorry. It's interesting in that no matter who you're picking for this fight, that camp is kind of can see the other side. And it's like, yeah, maybe. Like, no one is, like, calling the other side insane. I think everybody sees both people's path to victory, and we're just going to see what happens on Saturday night. So um, give me gone. Play both sides in GPP for sure. I had, Play a little more the side you like to, get, to give yourself some leverage. I hate kind of cookie-cuttering 50-50 and just throwing away half your lineup. It's not my style, but if that's you, sure. I will say in cash games, uh, just stack the co-main and don't go near this fight. Like, or if you really want to play play one side, sure. But I think you can get better options here. I would just stack the co-main and potential five rounds there and and just sit back and enjoy whatever is about to happen. Like, this is going to be wild. So gone is my pick, but, you know, no real confidence here. Uh, Joe, who you got? Yeah, so look, I get I get the narrative on Gagne. Um, I really do. Uh I'm I'm going with Frankie Murder here. Um, I also agree with what you said about this not being a great cash fight. Um, if in, if Ngannou does not win by knockout, um, and Gan let's says let's say Gan wins going the distance, he's never really been a prolific scorer. Um, you know, it could be 80 points or you know slightly above 80 points. Um, Ngannou in the in the odd situational uh, fight metric where he wins a decision, which I don't see happening. Um, he is not going to score that well um, unless there's a knockdown or two. And even then he might not score that well. So again, GPPs, the lineup constructions are a lot more interesting with Nganu. 
You can certainly make some nice lineups with uh, Gagne. Um, I would say mix or ma- mix and match in GPPs. I think the co-main is a much better fight for cash. Um, and if you are going to stack, which I don't think I will, but it is a better fight to stack as well in cash. Um, so give me Frankie Murder here um, by knockout. Uh, I have a hot take for um, once we finish this fight, which I'll give you guys by way of a wager, which I like, which I got to give props to uh, someone who well, Brett and I did uh, alpha today on Twitter. And uh, guy gave us a really good bet. And I'll, I'll give you I'll give out that bet um, once we're done here. Chris. Yeah, I would push back a little bit on um, the idea that uh, Francis is just power. I mean, we all have that image emblazoned in our heads of the Jair Rosenstreich fight where he just sort of windmills his way to victory. And that happened, and we can't, we can't uh, you know, pretend that it didn't. But I would say that Francis has always kind of had more technical stuff in him. Um, his, his timing but, on his counter... But Gons is better, no? No, it's better, but uh, I, I I would just say that it's not it's not as binary as all that. Like um, Francis has always had good timing on his counters, even going back as early as the first Curtis Blades fight. His wrestling defense has not, aside from the Stipe fight, it was never really that bad. It was good in the first Blades fight. The only the only takedown attempt that. Uh, that um, Cain Velasquez tried, obviously not himself, but he was able to dig the underhook. He was able to dig the underhook on the ground against Curtis Blaze and get out from underneath him, which we haven't seen many people do. So, um, you know, and and, he, and he's only gotten better. I mean, that second Stipe fight, somebody put up a gif, and I can't remember who it was, but it was highlighting um, uh, some of his improvements, and it was, it was jab feint, body jab feint to overhand right, which connects on Stipe. That's 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 a really complicated thing to learn so quickly, but also to pull off in a fight against somebody like Stipe Miocic. I think that um, he's learning all the time. I love that not only did he stuff Stipe's takedown, he made Stipe pay for trying to wrestle so that Stipe never even wanted to wrestle again. I love that. I think that that's really smart. We have to say that um, he's, he's still hurtable. I, you know, watching that Stipe fight again, initially I thought Francis slipped and Stipe misread it when he came in, but no, he really did wobble Francis and Francis was able to recover. So I do think the defense can still be a bit of an issue, but he's tightening up his boxing. He's tightening up his wrestling defense. He's got good timing on the counters. And Cyril Gon, look, we, we know, we know, um, what what is the strengths of him he's very technical but i think mainly he his big advantage comes from being just that much more agile that much that much more athletic than his opponents he's fought uh junior dos santos he's fought alexander volkov he's fought Derek lewis um i wouldn't say that uh i wouldn't say that nganu can keep up with him in the athleticism department but he's going to close that gap uh, significantly in a way that other fighters couldn't. He's going to use his leg kicks, which we saw for the first time in the Stipe fight as well. And look, uh, we haven't seen Gon be the, the one-hitter-quitter um, knockout guy. He picks you apart, and then he finishes you well. If you're going to let Ngannou hang around, that's when that power can show up. He's going to get a lot of bites at this apple 
to land the one big shot. Um, if you feel like that's what he has to do, certainly in his back pocket. And, um, you know, I just – I can't trust Gon to stay safe for five rounds. Wow, I, I, I would have sworn you were going the other way. I'm so happy you're on my side here. Oh, yeah. Just I, uh, I, I just, I, over I, here. I, I, I just like to give, uh, you know – a detailed both sizing for for all the uh, for That's all the great, fans man. out there. I'm very but, happy. Um, but yeah, so you know my 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 official pick for this, but I, which I, I I I meant to say, give me gone by your naked joke. Wow. Oh yeah. Wow. I mean, I think that's know, like that's pretty hefty. I'm I, sure. I'm sure it would be. Yeah. That's um, Lucha Bone there doing that on Twitter, Luca. My, my my Canadian brother from another mother and father up what there in Snowy that, Canada. You know, I was just trying to think of what my hot take would be, and now I'm gonna look it up. Where so I got it? my hot take as soon as hang Chris on, is on, finished. Yeah, but just because. Okay, go ahead, Chris. Finish up because yeah, uh, so, very so well just, could be mine. Yeah, just just to wrap, I'm taking Engano here. I, uh, the disrespect of such a dominant champion. What um, round? Kind what of round for him to be the dog here. Um, so. I'm on Ngannou. A close fight, interesting fight, but uh, give me and still. What round? Come on. Oh, what round? Um, round two. Knockout round two. Fight ends in submission period is plus forty three hundred. Is that right? Oh no, in round yeah, one. Could be. Okay. No, yeah, round one. round one. Yeah, that's gotta be round two. <laughs> that's better. Hey, Gone wins by submission plus nine hundred. There's your hot take. Yep. Wow. Yep. That Lucha, is our buddy Lucha. That is certainly he, got he banged it. I think his bookie cut him off. You know, um, it's nothing worse than having a Canadian bookie cut you off. I mean, come on, um, guys. Hot takes here. I got my hot take, and this is again. I'm gonna I'm gonna be very thankful of um, you know someone giving me this wait, play, so I can't take I can, full credit for it. Now that I can bet in New York, let me right. Yeah, yeah, out. All right, let's go. Now, DraftKings. Um, DraftKings is giving two 27 percent profit boosts for UFC, which is awesome. Now it does it does limit the bet size to 50, but that's still a really nice profit boost. So what I did is I used one of the profit boosts and I bet $50 on this play. It's Figueroa to win by KO or submission mm-hmm. and the Nganu Gagne fight to start round 3. So that that comes out to plus 648 with the boost plus 823. So $50 gets you back $461.80. So I like that play. I mean, uh, you get, I mean, I, I see, I see Figgy winning by finish. And then I do see this fight starting the third round. Um, And maybe that's where it ends, but it only has to start the third round. So that's my play. 50 will get you back for 61.80 with the profit boost. That's uh, plus 823. Or eight point two three to one. All right, Chris, what you got? I, uh, I, I, I was waiting for the official passing of of the baton. There, I am glad Joe didn't steal my thunder this time. At least, thank you so much, Joe. I am taking Philho uh, by knockout plus four hundred. Last time I looked, so you know, and we have. Uh, one instance of that happening to Pereira, and it was our old friend Dusko Todorovic on the regional scene. So I think it's going to happen here, and it's plus 400, so pretty tasty. 
All right, guys, uh, got anything else in chat? You got any hot takes? I really didn't queue it up. It's been a quiet night in chat, I think. Yeah, I think people busy. are, a lot of people are like maybe um, uh, they are a little burned out um, from, you know, this week. There was a lot of content that was put out this week, a lot of good content. Yeah. You know, so we appreciate you guys uh, rolling with us. Uh, with well, football I, season I, on the downturn, Chris, you got to use all your leverage with the powers that be at Rotowire. Yeah. Get us on Cirrus. I mean, a nice, a oh. nice MMA show on Cirrus, you oh, know, with all yeah, the time they block back. off. Come on, yeah. uh, us, us spitting all this fire. I think it was actually a pretty entertaining show today. Yeah, man. Show. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, like I mean you, you guys don't always pull your weight, but this one was pretty good. I appreciate that. Oh. I got a lot of weight to fall. I, I, wow. We, we, we battle. We, yeah, I got to go. I got to find a chiropractor. Um, yeah. I got to, but I, there's a good bit of banter, some good knowledge, and non coming through with the hot take. Non is always good for a hot Fig take. Fig slash Moreno stack in the optimal lineup. I like wow. that. Wow. Because that is go. So one of my, I do um, monkey knife fight plays for DFS Army, and I'm literally just writing one up that'll be posted tomorrow morning. That is Moreno over 100 strikes and Figueredo over 60 strikes to pay two and a half to one or something like that. Like I, I, I think these two guys are about to have a war. So and it's not, not, not significant strikes. Any strike. So can I, I, can I, I just say? Can I just say I see 22 of you right now watching live. Can we get every single one of you to hit that like button? Uh, it helps the algorithm, and we really appreciate it. Uh, if you like that Joe undercut Chris early and took oh, an underdog, took an underdog what, play, click the thumbs up right there. Hit the little notification bell. Bell. Follow us on Twitter. All the good stuff. I, I couldn't. I could not do that. Uh, I, I just, that wait, wait. What's our usual view and like count? Um. Well, last time, last time we got uh, it's about forty likes, and I would say three, three to three fifty on the views. All right, we got We got to get the views up. This is what we're gonna. This is what we're gonna do, guys. I want you to share whatever you got to do. Click on it a bunch. If we get to now, I'm gonna make this a big goal. But this is gonna be every week. If we get to, it's usually three fifty, and and thirty. About uh, forty, I would say. But yeah, about that. Forty. All right. I want 700, uh, 700 views and sixty likes. Oh man! And, and I will come on the next show clean shaven if that no, occurs. No. I will do. Listen, I, I'm gonna. People have been bugging me. Why did you guys go to once a week? Why like, or once a month? I'll. I. I don't know. Can't speak for Joe or for Chris, but at least I am. I. I you know. I will. We get double those numbers. Seven hundred views, sixty likes. The next one of these shows that gets to that. The next fight night card, I'll be doing a fight IQ for what? what wow! For not oh, a for wow. not a pay per view. I'll, I'll come yeah. back. No, I double like these. It. The numbers come up. Seven hundred views, sixty likes, whatever. It doesn't have to be this one. The next video that does those numbers, I'll be. We'll we'll, we'll come on the next week because we we I gotta like grow it. this. I'm, we gotta I'll grow sign this. Up so so gauntlet okay. down to you guys. Yeah. Hey guys. Um, I'll, we'll we'll see. I do need to. I mean, it may not be all of us, but listen, even just me, bad math and Chris for sixty minutes. Yeah, I'll, get I'll, I'll, I, 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 I'll get picks from Joe. I'll, I'll text them. We'll, we'll we'll figure it out. We'll have a good time. Before we wrap it up and do the goodbyes, make sure you go to rotowire.com/slash/free for a ten-day free trial to all the premium content. No credit card required. Now, gentlemen, Joe, enjoy your Wendy's. Chris, Peace. enjoy Fialo getting knocked the f out. You guys, oh, good luck wow. in your contest. Have a good week. Later, guys. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. Peace. Really appreciate it. Bye. Peace.